Before we start today's episode, I wish to acknowledge that this podcast has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. I pay my deepest respect to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. I acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region, and consider myself incredibly lucky to live, work, and raise a family on Ghana land. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 56 of the Truth About Aging podcast. Can you believe that we are halfway through December? Because I can't, and I am now very quickly getting to wrapping all my Christmas presents and ticking those final things off my list, because before I know it, it will be Christmas Day, and then New Year's, and then here we are in 2023. I hope you're all having a nice, smooth, not-too-crazy start to the silly season. I know things can get pretty busy around this time of year. But I thought today's episode might be a helpful one as we start coming into the many family catch-ups or seeing our neighbours and street parties and all kinds of festive celebrations that might be ahead. For many of us, we do spend a significant part of this time of year with friends and family, and it's often a time that serves as a bit of a stark comparison to the previous year when we last saw everyone all together. And whilst I hope or probably think that most of us see our loved ones in between that time, not just at Christmas. It can be often quite a confronting time to see how things might have changed for them over the past 12 months. So I thought in today's episode, coming into all of these festivities, it might be really helpful to know what to look out for. Because as you sit around the Christmas table or are doing presents with your friends and family, You might notice some of your aging loved ones and you might notice things that are a bit different to what they were last year. Now, part of this is going to be normal aging. None of us are getting younger and things do change over time. But I thought we'd go through some of the key things to look out for and what might be triggers for starting a bit more of a conversation around, hey, I think it might be time to start looking at some aged care services or even it might be time to look at some more (laughs) aged care services. Now, firstly, I really want to highlight the last thing you want to be doing is sitting around the dinner table and starting to point out to your loved one all the things that you think have changed and why you're worried about them. That is not the point of this exercise at all. What we're looking for here is to really take a moment to pause, step back and observe. It's really about watching, listening and taking in the whole picture of where they're at and how that might be different to what it was previously. So some of the things that you're going to be looking out for. Has their mobility changed in the last 12 months? Now, that might be that they used to drive to Christmas on their own. They'd get out of the car. They were quite sprightly getting in and out of chairs. It could be that last year they used a walking stick, but they could mobilize fairly well. 
What we're looking for here is not exactly where they're at now, but has that changed over the last 12 months? Are they now looking slower than they were last time? Is it a real effort to get up out of a chair? Do they need help to get up out of a chair? Are they able to walk around an environment without having to touch or hold on to things? Were they able to transport themselves there? Do they still drive? Are they maybe no longer able to drive? All of these things come into their mobility and a lot of that, just about all of it, really can be observed. Now, there'll be bits of their mobility that you don't see, like maybe getting up and off the toilet, how stable they are when they're showering themselves. Some of these things are obviously harder to observe around a dinner table, but you're looking out for those bits and pieces as they get up, as they move around the room, as they come in and out of the space. What does that look like and how does it compare to 12 months before? And also, if you do notice that they come into the room maybe with some assistance and sit down and they don't actually get up for the rest of the Christmas period, they're there pretty much at the dinner table for the whole day and haven't really mobilized much otherwise, that might also be an indication that they're having difficulty with it because sometimes people don't want to express, hi, I I actually can't get up out of this chair. Can someone give me a hand? So we're looking without any judgment, without any comment, but observing how their mobility might have changed in the past 12 months. The next one, has their ability to keep up with conversation changed in the past 12 months? Now, this one can indicate a few things. It might just be around something as simple as their hearing. Maybe their hearing aids need replacing. Maybe they need hearing aids to start with. Are they able to keep up with a general flow of conversation? And that's really looking at how is their processing of that? Is there potentially a change to their cognition in how they're able to keep up with the conversation and engage with it? Because typically, if people are starting to feel that they're struggling to do that, they will begin to withdraw. So if they're potentially starting to say a few words at the start of the conversation, but then you notice they're kind of trying to listen in, but they're not engaging any further... Again, could be hearing, but is there something else at play that's hindering their communication, whether that's cognitive or otherwise? The third one, has their personal appearance or hygiene changed in the past 12 months? Your loved one might have always dressed immaculately. They might have always had their shirts ironed, their what is that crease cold in your pants? I don't iron my pants that way, but the little seam down <laughs> the crease down the middle of their pants, uh, they might always be well shaven or wear lipstick or have their hair done. Whatever it is that they would normally do, have they maintained that or has that changed in the past 12 months? Some of the key signs and giveaways I see with clients is often it might be that they They don't notice that they're putting on potentially dirty clothes, either that they have a bit of an odor, there might be a bit of food spilt on it, the hair might not be as well kept as it was previously. You're looking for changes in how they would normally present because that might indicate that they're having difficulty doing that or potentially that they're forgetting to do it. So there's a number of different reasons why. We're not getting to the why, we're getting to whether there is a difference in how they're presenting. The next one is, are they showing signs of memory loss or confusion? Now, this one, if you're not familiar with, it could be worth going back to an episode of the podcast that I've done previously on the warning signs of dementia. Now, we're not looking to 
put through any kind of diagnosis about whether anyone has dementia or not. But in episode 14 of the podcast, I go through what the 10 warning signs are of dementia as outlined by Dementia Australia. So they identify these 10 warning signs and suggest that if there's several of these that you say yes to, it's worth having a discussion with your doctor and requesting a full assessment. So again, This is not a diagnostic tool. We're not deciding whether they have dementia or not, but we're looking out for these things and seeing if some of these might be relevant for them. So those 10 signs are one, recent memory loss, two, difficulty performing familiar tasks, three, problems with language, four, disorientation of time and place, five, poor or decreased judgment, six, problems with abstract thinking, seven, misplacing things, eight, changes in mood or behavior, nine, changes in personality, and 10, a loss of initiative. Now I go into full detail in episode 14 about what each of those look like. So if you want more info on those, please head back to that episode. But there's some of the 10 warning signs that you might be looking out for. So are they showing any of those signs and is that something potentially worth exploring? The next one is, are they eating as much as they regularly would or has their weight changed? Now, typically as we age, people's appetite decreases for probably the vast majority of people. Often our energy needs are lower. We're not moving as much. We're not doing as much. We don't require as much sustenance as we used to. However, if you know that mom or dad or whoever it is has always had kind of roughly this size portion of food and now suddenly they're eating a couple of peas, a piece of chicken and maybe a small serve of Christmas pudding. If that's not what they normally would have done, it might be a flag that there's something else going on there. And also what we're looking for if their weight's changed Are they having difficulty providing themselves with food? Are they maybe not able to prepare meals like they used to or go to the shops and get the ingredients that they need to? As I touched on before, so often what we observe is indicative of maybe a lack of being able to do things. The majority of people will not put their hand up and say, hi, I'm really struggling to do this. I need some help. So really what we're looking out for are these small changes that might happen over time and these little things that seem to be more challenging that might indicate that they're struggling more than they're saying. The last one on this list is, are they still engaging socially as much as usual or are they reclusive? Now with that, everybody's different in how much social interaction they want or need. Some of us are very extroverted, some are introverted. So This one, like the others, we're looking for a change in social interaction. If you know that grandma's never really liked talking much to people, so it's not a surprise that she sits in the corner and talks to one of the grandkids rather than everybody, that is fine. But if normally grandpa's the life of the party and he's talking to everybody, but this year he's gone off into the other room and is just sitting down and reading a book, that might also be a sign that something's not quite right. And again, we're not getting to the bottom of what's right or wrong. We're looking for what might have changed and what might be indicative of them potentially needing a bit more help. Now, all of these questions, putting all of this information together, you've been sitting there, you've been observing, 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 you're pulling in all this information. You might have a discussion with your other friends or family, maybe some siblings about what they've observed. There might be other things that other people have noticed or seen. 
often in these situations, I like to think of it as a big jigsaw puzzle and you are just pulling together little pieces of the puzzle. And by constantly observing and keeping an eye on these things, you can sometimes prevent a major crisis from happening because you're seeing these pieces of the puzzle before it becomes an issue. And you might have a bit that you've witnessed, someone else might have a bit that they've witnessed, and someone else might have a bit that they've seen. All of these little pieces of the puzzle help give us a picture for what's really going on for them at this point in time. Now, as I said, importantly, we're not using Christmas Day nor any other festive celebration to sit down and say to them, hey, I think this is what's wrong with you and this is why you need help. Not a great time, not a great place, and very, very unlikely that it's going to be received very well. It is far far better to just simply observe at this point. We're just using this to gather the information and then later we can make a little bit of a plan. You might talk, start talking to maybe some siblings. You might be gathering a little bit more info, but we're not yet sitting down and having a full discussion with somebody about this unless the opportunity arises. If they sit down and say, hey, I'm actually finding it really hard at home, don't miss that opportunity because they don't often come up. Typically, people will fall into one of three categories. They'll be aware that they need some help, but they're not wanting to accept it. They might be unaware and definitely not wanting to accept help and just don't want a bar of what you're trying to talk about. And then very, very occasionally, we have little angel people who are very self-aware and very willing to accept help. And those people deserve probably an extra two serves of pudding because they don't come around very often. (laughs) So what we're going to do with this information is we're going to use it to structure a discussion from there. And one of the episodes I will be doing in the new year is around how to have those discussions with people. I have touched on it in a previous episode. So if you want to go back and listen to that one, it does talk about how to I guess, talk to loved ones about accessing services where they might not be willing to. That's back in episode 12. That might help give you a bit of a starting point, but in the new year, I will also be covering how to have some of those tricky discussions as well. I know firsthand that it can be really hard getting a loved one to accept help, but what I've found come true time and time again is that with time, some really gentle persuasion. And when you're delivering your concern from a place of love, you can usually get somewhere. Now, if that's something that you feel completely overwhelmed with, if it's something that's just too far out of your comfort zone, or you feel like you need some independent advice or counsel, I am more than happy to be that person for you. You are welcome to get in touch with me. I'll pop all of my details in the episode link, but mainly is through to my website at www.navigateagedcare.com.au. There is help out there if you feel like you're struggling to have these conversations. I just think Christmas is such a beautiful time of year and there's so much fun and celebration. And I should say, for some, a really challenging time as we experience Christmas without a loved one for the first time. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. And I'm sure there'll be many of us that sit back at Christmas and reflect on who might be missing in our lives as well. So it's not to say that it's all joy. It's just to say that when we're around our family or maybe neighbors or other loved ones in our life, it can be worth keeping an extra eye on those that are aging and starting to observe what might be changing for them. 
Now, I'm hoping to have one more episode go live before the end of the year and before my self-mandated podcast break. So hopefully I'll be in your ears again before the end of the year. But if not, I really hope you have a beautiful, beautiful festive season, whatever that means and whatever that looks like for you. I hope you all get a little bit of time to recharge again, however that looks like for you. Because I know my idea of recharging is very different to my partner's and that I might be recharged by being surrounded by our hundreds of relatives. (laughs) His might be sitting back, reading a book, and maybe unwinding a little bit that way. So I hope you have some time to rest and recharge. I'll hopefully have that extra episode to you again before the end of the year. And I will speak to you all again soon. Bye. Bye.